What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 109 of the Far Into the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. We've got plenty of football to talk about for you on this beautiful Wednesday morning as you guys are listening to this as it first becomes available. Be sure to follow at FVOTB Pod, all social medias, follow wherever you're listening to podcasts so that it gets automatically downloaded and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You should also follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Check out all of the great stuff, written content, live shows, talking the gridiron every Sunday and Tuesday, all of that stuff. Uh, super excited to be working with them and, and they're churning out content like none other and we're proud to be a part of all of that so without further ado we're going to get into week three of the pick'em we're going to talk a little college football we're going to recap the major games from last week and uh, i'm still searching for a victory so nico football is not going the greatest but hey we, we did sign nate the great so there is hey, something Jimmy, great about today I, I heard this week bull has some shit talk about your team though you know, take that. You gonna take that. You let. You have to be this tall to ride this ride. So that's you all I'm gonna say about that. that. You gotta be this tall. I can't hear you unless you're like above four foot. So I don't know what. So it's two. So ain't got much to talk about. <laughs> if you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Barring in the bench, I once again, it's like when we started this show. The Broncos win ugly. The Bengals lose. Jimmy, I'm not wearing Football a tutu. Who would have thought that, huh? Yeah, you're this not close. wearing a tutu. You're who not wearing one. We're this close. Hey, but this my Bengals close. ruined, so you can't. You don't get to wear a tutu. But here's the the caveat to that was that Bulla's lock was. Bulla is dead. Uh, Bulla Bull, yeah. will br- keep bringing locks, but I think we might have to change the name. The Bull, you might have Bull, to fade. Bula's fade. fade That's Bula, what yeah. Hashtag fade Bula. Get it yeah. trending, but yeah. There's a, hashtag fade Bula. There's a lot to talk about this week. We're going to do a heavy football episode. Uh, it is late. Where I'm, I got to get this edited, so we're going to try and get things done as quickly as possible. We'll have an update for the pick um as well, and we'll talk about the games from last week, some of the major takeaways. Obviously, I'm in, I'm in crisis mode. My team is 0-2, 11% of teams only go on to make the playoffs after starting 0-2. So there's a lot to get into. Before we get into all that, episode 109 of the Far End of the Bench podcast, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. Follow them at Variety underscore sports underscore. Follow us at F-E-O-T-B pod. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys have been checking that out a little bit more. We're up, almost up to uh, triple digits, and, and we'll keep growing from there. But be sure to subscribe to YouTube. we got a lot of content, um, all kinds of stuff coming at you. So. I know you were you were busy over the weekend. You didn't have too much of a chance to watch some college football. It wasn't a great weekend. There wasn't a ton of big matchups that happened. However, there were still some upsets that I think it it's worth discussing. And it might even it's even since you didn't watch the games, it might even be helpful for people who uh, maybe also were in in your same boat. So uh, you good with starting with college football? Yeah, let's roll, let's roll with it because my bandwagon team is no longer uh, the big thing in, in the Florida anymore. So tough, tough sledding. It was a good run we had. It was a good run. Yeah, it it was a tough game. Miami, obviously, 13, taking on Texas A&M, ranked 24th after their upset loss uh, to Appalachian State. And Miami loses 17-9. Uh, it wasn't pretty either way. And and all the stuff that I've been seeing about this game, it was honestly kind of a, lo- a loss for both sides. Mario Cristobal 
wasn't able to get the Hurricanes. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. So obviously that's an issue. Uh, quarterback Van Dyke went to 21 of 41 for 217 yards. So he's not efficient. And Texas A&M didn't really show that they've bounced back from their Appalachian State loss. They have those same holes. Uh, and the SEC in a win somehow makes it look like they're even worse. They're even worse off. They're even weaker than what they've already shown uh, in the last couple of weeks. And Texas A&M, all of the money that they've invested, that, that seems like a, a waste at this point. And the 12th man is going to need some need to manufacture some some new rallying cries or something. Yeah, those rallying cries are horrendous. And I mean horrendous. Those are some of the like like, like the uh the, the neat little knee kick. Like, come on, man. You know you're you're corny. Like, look, I was a I was a part of one of the great one of the best college basketball student sections in in, in the country. And I'll tell you one thing, we never did anything that dumb. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 like there's, there's, there's pep rallies and then there's being dumb. And the, these kids are doing, I mean, come on now. You guys didn't I, do high I, kicks in the student section? No, we, we did not do high kicks at all. But man, I look, look, Texas AM, like I said, every single year we say this about them Texas AM is good, Texas AM is this, Texas AM is that. Every single year when it comes to the Final Four, we're all like, uh, no, they're not my. They're not. They're not there for me. They don't do it for me. Like, like you look at you look at their game against last Appalachian State last week, where where where, where they should not have lost that game. You look at the game this week where you should have came out and pummeled Miami when they were not ready for you. You were supposed to be the SEC team, and they were not ready for you. And, and, and like it's, I, I'm just I'm just blown away with this A and M team. Like I said. Year in, year out, unless Johnny Manziel is under quarterback, this team is not relevant. In reality, it's not – they started the, – the, 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 didn't they start like the backup Auburn quarterback from a few years back or something? Or or mm. maybe their old quarterback is, 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 is starting quarterback somewhere else. But I, I am just like blown away with, with the lack of Texas A&M's willingness to, to take the next step. They – yeah, they never take – take the next step forward and they have a tough schedule coming up to where they have to play Florida. They have to play LSU. They'll have to play Alabama, all of those schools just to be able, they can't lose again. Obviously they already have the one loss. So if they lose again, they're completely out of sec championship conversation and the playoff conversation. Again, when you're investing the most money in the NIL again, and you have the number one recruiting class. You said it was the number one recruiting class just of the last year. This recruiting class that they had coming come in this year is the number one recruiting class of all time. So it's not like they haven't invested resources into this, and they're still stuck in that same recycle recycle bin of Alabama's better than us. We can't get over the hump, and we have no idea how how to move this thing forward. Man, I like I said, it's it's. It How do you get the number one recruiting class of all time and lose? It makes you. It makes you think like, when this team, when this goes to the twelve team playoff, will text will people see Texas A and M as the step over, right? Because every single every end of the year, they're top seven at minimum, five, six, seven, eight around there. Well, when this twelve team playoff comes in, you know who I'm going to be fading. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> exactly right. Like, if like, they're on the road, yeah, I would not put. No, any... I'll be fading mm. big time, and I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. Like, I, I just don't think I think they're way overhyped, and I think Jim O'Fisher got a good run for State, but they're he's paying getting paid way too much money to be mediocre in the SEC every single year. He's mediocre. never even. 
he's only he wasn't really the true head coach. I mean, he was the head coach, but he only called offensive plays when he won his national championship. So it's not like he's got this great coaching pedigree and history behind him. He was lucky to be on Bobby Bowden's staff and then took over what was already a, a Ferrari. Just had to keep it on the road. Didn't have to do anything special. Just had to keep the, the guys rolling. And and he did that. The SEC had a rough weekend too. Penn State, number 22 in the country. 3-0 and now. Look like a different team. Have a better defensive structure. Have a better running attack. Sean Clifford isn't getting hit 45 times a game. So the Nittany Lions look good. And they get to go into Auburn, Western Alabama, and took down uh, the Tigers at home. And another team. I don't think that maybe one offensive touchdown for Auburn in the entire game and Penn state scored at a clip that, that we haven't seen since Saquon Barkley. We, we it was not, since Chase McSorley was throwing on time and, yeah. and not, he ain't even trying. Like it, it was, it's been that long. Since I think Penn state like that. I think this game, I don't, I'm interested to see what you think, but this kind of solidified Penn state to me as a, a legitimate big 10 championship contender, at least at this point, and if they do win the Big Ten Championship with some of these games that they've had, this is a statement win going into SEC country. Auburn is 2-1. and one. They were undefeated. It was going to this battle of undefeated teams when they played. And this was the second of the home-and-home home series. So having to go on the road into hostile territory in September, that's going to impress the committee when it comes time for playoff contention. So if you win out and you get into the Big Ten Championship, you have set yourself up for a favorable argument is, is mean- what I'll say. They absolutely still have to play a hell of a schedule. They still face the likes of Ohio State this year. They still face the likes of likes of the big dogs in, in, in the in the Big Ten. So it's not like this is it's all this is all Penn State now. They're, two they're weeks, Nico. They go to Michigan. Michigan. They, they play at the Big House. In exactly. Two weeks. We we they they have some big big tests coming up. Mm-hmm. If you can rile off one of those three wins. So one one against Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, or just sorry, sorry, two out of those three. If you if you can beat two out of those three teams and you lose to Ohio State, say, you'll have you'll you'll probably have a good shot at, at being that fifth seed and you'll have a New Year's Six game. Obviously, that's not the goal. They obviously would much rather be in and be in the Final Four. But man, it's it's a great point for a great point where 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 Penn State is at, no doubt. Yeah, they they set themselves up pretty well. Uh, next big upset that happened, and you're probably going to love it, but Mel Tucker did get upset this weekend on the road, went to Washington, and the Huskies get the win by 11, 39, 28. Uh, so Michigan State effectively, they have to run the table now, which puts their backs against against the wall because, like you said about Penn State, they also have to play Michigan and Ohio State still and, and Penn State. They end the season with Penn State. So the Spartans now – no room for error, but credit to the Huskies for all of the crap that we talked about Pac-12 football. Pac-12 actually did something this weekend where Oregon got the upset win over BYU. Washington upsets Michigan State, and Washington State, uh, they had an upset too. I'm going to have to... Yeah, Washington one. State's program is, is one of those ones that's been lingering around for so long, but Mike Leach has done such a great job at, at keeping those guys relevant. Oh, Washington guys. State just beat Colorado State, so it wasn't an upset. Oh, no, that they it was did win. two weeks ago, then that they had they had a major win. I thought yeah. well, it might have been Washington. Either one. Well, both those Washington schools have a, had. Great oh, Wisconsin programs. was two weekends ago. That's right. That's right. That so, was yeah, one of my, no. They they they've both those Washington schools have 
held it held their own for for the West Coast. I mean, USC may have a shot, but UCLA has been bad. I, I mean, everything in California, Oregon has not been good. Uh, Washington and Washington State has really held their own, no doubt, in the Pac-12 to make it halfway relevant. Oh, they're going to be great Big 12 schools when all of the conferences combine. That's that's for sure. I still don't – I think those two schools alone – great Big 12 schools. I think middle-of-the-road Big 12 hey, Well, that's the thing. Washington has uh, – of the non-SEC slash Big 10 schools to make the playoff, Washington is one of them. They're the only representative to come out of the Pac-12 uh, besides Oregon. So it's Washington and Oregon out of the Pac-12 that have ever represented college football in the college football playoff. Um, <clears throat> so they are in a, a certain situation, but it, it was cool. To, it was good to see them get a win, and they'll probably uh, – let's we can kind of transition over to the rankings and, and talking a little bit about the upcoming week. But let's see. Washington, they – as of this moment, so Tuesday night, I'm not seeing them – Oh, they moved up to 18. So they went from non, not ranked, knocking off the number 11 Michigan State Spartans, and now they move up to number 18. Georgia, after uh, Alabama's struggle with Texas, still holding down number one. Ohio State, three. Michigan, four. Uh, Clemson, five. Oklahoma, six. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Oklahoma because they're interesting this year under Brent Venables. Uh, they're actually more excited about this team. This is bit talking – there are people talking about this team right now saying that this is the best chance they have of going back to the playoff and not only going back to the playoff, but winning a playoff game because they're not relying so heavily on a high powered offense. They actually play some defense now under Brent Venables and, and they play crazy. good defense. It's crazy when you bring in a defensive head coach, right? What happens, <laughs> right? It's crazy how that works out like that. And yeah, like if you're Oklahoma, like I said, you lose the SEC in a year or two, not even, this is your best shot at, at, at winning the big 12 outright getting and getting an automatic bid to, to, to or not, not automatic bid, but basically an automatic bid to the final four if you win out. Yeah. Like you're looking at you're looking at a conference who your best who, who your toughest opponent this year may be Kansas. So so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see where, where that goes for Shout them. Out so, Kansas. Shout yeah. out Kansas Duke uh US, it's Kansas Duke Kentucky and UNC. First time in history that those four teams are undefeated, three and zero in in football. In football, this they, they know have fo- they have football. They have football. Four of those schools realize is they Kentucky have the team to beat in the East this year. Do we have to have that conversation right now? It, it may be. It very well may be. But yeah, I like I said with this um with with, with this Oklahoma team, I, I I I do see them winning out. Like I don't see them not running into much much. Uh, much trouble, if I'm being honest with you, but I still don't give them a chance to win a playoff game. I think the, the defense is is so much better, but their defense is still not touch a jock strap to this Alabama offense, Ohio State offense, and then for all win their defense, game. their defense can play, especially I mean with what we saw from Texas, and that's going to be the interesting thing. Oklahoma does have Texas left, Baylor, and Oklahoma State all left on their schedule. West Virginia's. No slouch. They're not an easy game to win, even though they're not. The, their record doesn't really show. So after this week against Kansas State and next week against CCU, it's pretty much all dogs from there on out for the Sooners. Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and then you end the season at Texas Tech. So this is not going to be a team that's – they're going to be battle-tested. If this oh, defense absolutely. is for real, we're going to know know it for sure. 
come October 8th when they're playing in the Red River shootout against Texas. And we'll right that's, that's when Quinn Ewers right is, is expected to be back. So that's going to be a test. That, that, that should be a test for the Venables and this defense. And for whatever reason, Kansas. Kansas could be – I think Kansas is has proven that they're – I don't think that you can say that they're conference favorites, but they are legit, and they should be in the conversation of being in a conference championship game come the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't, oh, I can't, I can't think of a coach's name off the top of my head, but they brought in a D3 football coach from Stillwater that, 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 that basically led, led his program to one of the top programs in D3. He comes in right away. They had all that trouble with Les Miles, if you, if you remember. Well, Les Miles basically got kicked off campus. They bring in this guy with a great repertoire, a player's coach, and obviously they turn around. Like I said, it's cool to see Kansas halfway decent. Like forever, Kansas, Kansas doesn't know they have football. Their whole existence, a call of Kansas University, they, the football team has always been an afterthought because of how good the basketball program is. But, man, they got them bo- the boys playing hard and playing good football. And, and like I said, it's good, it's good to see schools like that at least be able, be able to contend every now and then for a conference championship. Yeah, Lance Leipold is the head coach from what University of Wisconsin-Whitewater was the oh, D3 that, school yeah, that whatever. you were talking about. Uh, so, yes, Kansas, if they win again this week, I think you have a good shot of seeing them in the top 25, which Kansas fans take a screen. Go to ESPN, take a screenshot of that moment when it happens because Rock Chalk Jayhawk, I, I, I hate that I said that, but that's – if they go 4-0, oh, my goodness. We had a, a month of undefeated – Kansas Jayhawk football. And, Who would have and I think thought that? From the Look two-win program huh? it was Look five years ago, six years ago, that's massive. That is massive. We go from Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch on your sidelines to you now competing and, and us saying you competing for a Big 12 championship isn't that far isn't out of the normal possibility. It's yeah. not that wild. I don't know how, but it's not that wild. Uh, let's talk about some of the teams. They're in – they, they're in playoff contention, but they have probably a little bit more to prove. And that's seven, eight, nine, uh, Kentucky at eight, uh, USC seven and Oklahoma state at nine, all of those teams, three, and oh, all of those teams were around except for USC. Uh, and I guess the only team that was around the playoff conversation last year was Oklahoma state. If they would have won the big 12 championship, they probably would have been the, the fourth team represented USC and Kentucky have they done enough to prove to you that they should be in this in this spot? Do you have faith that USC, if they win the Pac-12, would they be a good representative in in the top in the Final Four? I'm not saying they'd be a good representative, but I think they have much more of a chance. Like like like, like Kentucky. Look, it's a cool story, but are we really going to be picking them to beat Georgia or Alabama? They have to beat Georgia this weekend. So so like like look, it's going to be maybe it's a game, but if if they beat Georgia this weekend. Then, I, then we'll start talking about it for them. There you go. Then we can yeah. start talking about it. USC has to run the table. Plain simple. You have to have an undefeated season, and then you have. Are to- we talking kind of like Cincinnati? Do they have to put style points up for you? It, it depends on what happens. That's that's the best way to put it. Because if you run into a situation like last year, where Bama and Georgia are kicking the shit out of each other every year, and, and they run into a situation where they play each other in the conference championship and one team loses, am I going to pick it and put in Alabama with Bryce Young, who will probably be a Heisman candidate? Or am I going to throw in USC, who has played a bunch of nobodies and the sisters of the poor over there in California, right? 
Like, like that's the conversation. You need you need Bama or you need Georgia to win out completely and one of them to fumble up somewhere. And then you need to squeeze into that top four. Because, look, it's going to be an SEC school at minimum one. It's going to be at minimum a big one Big Ten school. It'll be at minimum. At then minimum, you have the, the conference champion between Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC, whoever's and, the best of those three. Exactly. And, and there's a good – maybe and clubs are still sneaking around there too. So and so, you're gonna to have to prove yourself that you you are you you have a stronger proof of schedule over Oklahoma, over over um, the likes of Clemson, over the likes of, like I said, only four teams get in. If it's if it's if it stands how it is, you run into a situation where Alabama, Georgia both get in, and then you have a situation where Ohio State or obviously I'll just say Ohio State for now, Ohio State gets in. There's three of them. USC is not going to have a better, better, better case over Oklahoma, and sure as hell will not have a better case over Clemson if it gets to that point. And then you're like, well, what about Texas A&M if they run the table and only lose to Alabama, right? And then or, that's but, two but, losses though. That's two losses though. But like, you could have that situation with the Kentucky, right? Kentucky mm-hmm. wins out; they only lose to Georgia. Like, 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 there's a lot of other things, and that's why they're moving to the Big Ten for Pete's sake, this, for this sole reason. I, I think things have to happen a perfect way for USC to get in. But, like I said, if, if I would see USC has a better shot, though, than Kentucky getting in. Yeah, just with who they, who they have to play to win their conference. USC's only ranked opponent as it stands now would be uh, Utah at number 13, and Utah has already proven that they're – beatable uh losing to florida in the swamp to an unranked florida team in the swamp during week one uh <clears throat> that's uh, pretty much fell off the map basically yeah and, well Anthony, they're Anthony down Richardson to had his had his uh heisman moment and then didn't forgot to how to play football <laughs> yeah and then bryce young decided to have his heisman drive of the season against texas with the way that he came back and won that game for the crimson tide alabama fans better recognize how special the quarterback Bryce Young is. Sometimes I think they they forget and they just focus so much on Saban. That dude was that dude is special. He is, he is so so special. So special. He's going to be he's going to be a top pick, uh one of the top picks. If not one, he'll be top 3 depending on who needs a quarterback in the top 3. I guess yeah. not even not even a doubt. Uh, speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, we're going to go ahead transition into our NFL talk, but not no matchup that I'm necessarily paying too much attention to. Kentucky, Georgia, obviously, figure out who's going to come out on top in the East. Uh, some of the betting lines. College football is a good way. You can bet all day, and there's games all throughout the night. So at some point, you can catch yourself back up, the degenerate gambler, and you please don't. You If you have a problem, please make sure that you're aware of it, but you can bet the entire day. Before we move on to the NFL, we are brought to you by Row One Brand at Cool Stub on Twitter. Uh, and row1brand.com, you get 15% off anything and everything in the art gallery when you use code VSP15. That's VSP15, and you get 15% off. Uh, also, through Variety Sports, you can check out the exclusive NFL show. Going to go live Tuesday, uh, the the day before you listen to this, and then Sundays, Talking the Gridiron. I host the Sunday uh, episode, and uh, Tuesday is hosted by the Delaware Dynasty guys. It's all great NFL sports content. They focus heavily on the fantasy sports fantasy football side of things which is good that they're tuesday because they get to talk about all the the busts and who hit and who didn't by the way nico congratulations we got our first win as as fantasy owners i told in the you King of Bench fantasy would, would be that guy did i, I he came he, through he's that guy he came through 
Gerald he Post came through. <laughs> Eckler came through. Shout out, Brandon, for that was a bad trade for you. I apologize. I swindled you. I used reverse psychology. I go, you know, Joe Burrow last year, oh, he had like two games, two weeks where he threw eight interceptions, then throw an interception again for the rest of the season. He goes, you know what? You're right. I think I will. I'll, you know, F it. I'll go ahead. I'll yeah. trade. Austin Eckler for Joe Burrow and and we we got rid of we, our back and we promptly last got yeah. bumped up to our projection being number one. Yeah, I I, I told you that you just got you got to play the game. I mean, it hurts throw, throwing your guy under the bus, but you know you gotta do what you gotta do when you're trying to win these leagues. I told you I felt better afterwards because now I don't have to worry about his. I can just worry about whether or not he can win the game instead of win worrying game, about yeah. how many how many yards he throws. Like, come on, throw I, the damn ball. No, yeah. you can worry about the team just getting the win or loss. Now just throw it to Tyler Boyd because Tyler Boyd is is currently in our starting lineup. And I, I would like to keep somewhat of a, a some some sort of a lock going moving forward. Uh before let's let's go ahead, let's update people on the pick'em. You are ahead by one game. So it is still pretty tightly contested. So far we've picked six games through the first two weeks, last week's games were Kansas City uh, and Los Angeles, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Green Bay, and Chicago, Buffalo, Tennessee, Minnesota, Philadelphia were those six games. And, Nico, you got Kansas City, Denver, Green Bay, and Buffalo, correct? I got Kansas City, Denver, and Green Bay. So you went 4-2 and two on the week. I went 3-3. Three and three. Your season record right now is at 6-6, six and six, and I am sitting at a cool 5-7. and seven. I'm not panicking. Still plenty of season left. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax, everybody. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. A pick has been interesting because so many games last week, we saw, what was it, three 20-point comebacks? Like, yeah. like, like some of these are, are just massive, just like – Tyler Murray won his first game during a double XP weekend. Uh, yeah, and he didn't even have to win the game for himself, which was even yeah. more fun. I enjoyed it even more. Yeah, I – I mean, I mean, we could start there because that game was a fucking insane one uh, um, with, with, with that with that game. But, man, the, the, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's the real deal. But, my word, how the hell do you lose that game for the Raiders? I mean, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, like you have that in your hand, palm of your hand, and then you make those bonehead moves. Hunter Renfro fumbles the ball, and it goes to six, six yards the other way. How do you lose that game? I mean, like, 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 think about it like this. Like, if you're in a situation, if you're the Raiders, look at what happened in your division. The Chiefs are 2-0. The Chargers are 1-1 with a tough game against the Chiefs that we saw on Thursday night. Then the Broncos obviously are probably the biggest question mark in the division, but they're still 1-1 with a game up on you right now. Are you really that confident, like, like in your team right now? Like you're supposed to have, you're supposed to have Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, the, the lightning collection connection from college that's back together, right? Or, and you're supposed to have the the, the the Darren Wallers out there in the number one defense. Max Crosby has been for the most part neutralized. Like he has not been as big of a factor as you thought he would. Not big of a factor as you thought he would. And the likes of that team is like, all right, they're still fighting for the third spot in that division. And you look across the rest of the AFC, the rest of the AFC, it's going to be very, very tough getting into that getting into that sixth or seventh playoff spot with how everything's looking right now. Because, man, there are some dogs in this AFC. And you lose to one of the teams in the NFC that I think after week one, people were 
completely ready to write off because Kansas City went into Arizona and and punked the Arizona Cardinals. And I'll, I'll tell you where the Raiders went wrong. In the second half, the offense didn't have the ball for a full 30 minutes of real time. It was like a, a total half hour before their offense went back out there during overtime. And Hunter Renfro, I feel for him because I, I actually liked him. I liked watching him when he would play when he was at Clemson. I know that you have no love for any of the Raiders players, so I'm not going to well, make from you. Renfro, I don't mind. Renfro has won, won me some fantasy matches. He's on one of my teams as well. So I'm going to I'm going to take a quick victory lap here because I argued with so many people. Derek Brown was drafted one one selection before Isaiah Simmons. And people were saying, oh, no, you need a, a dominant three technique. Look at Aaron Donald. If you get a dominant three technique, that's what's going to set up your defense. Look what Isaiah Simmons does for your defense. Isaiah Simmons caused two fumbles in overtime. The second one you recover, not only recover, you pick it up and run into the end zone. Almost had a, a Leon Lett situation where you dropped the ball before the, the goal line. Luckily, goal line, he, almost. That would, yeah, that would, I that would that have been would awful. Have been that would have been terrible. Uh, but, I mean, Isaiah Simmons stepped up when you needed to. That is the definition of one of your very highly touted first-round picks paying off and a number nine overall pick making that, that play for you in overtime. If you can get some sort of competent play in the first half where you don't have to make a 20-point comeback, I think you have the defense that can shut teams down. Absolutely. Yeah. Arizona now is is back in that conversation of teams that could be in contention for the NFC. I don't, I, I don't hate that at all. Like, 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 look, they have the weapons on offense. They get DeAndre Hopkins back in four weeks now, right? Yeah. He had the 16th semester, four weeks. Like I said, you get to 500. We're talking about, look, the, the Sean Watson situation with how it, it, the Browns could be playing 500 football. They're set up for great. They're set up perfectly. Well, for the Cardinals, you can play 500 football until DeAndre Hopkins gets back on the field. That is a massive playmaker. That'd be massive. You think you don't think Marquise Hollywood Brown's life makes it so much easier? You don't think Zach Ertz's life makes makes it easier with him on the field? You don't think Kyler Murray wants him on the field right now? It, it is. It is. It is. I need you back on the field now. Get your butt back on the field because because when you come back, we'll be hitting on all cylinders. They're still waiting on getting JJ Watt back back healthy, but man, this this team still has a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons that, that match up very, very well with a very, very weak NFC, right? A very weak NFC where you're looking at a situation where what you have to be you have to be better than the than the 49ers who just lost their starting quarterback for the rest of the year. Right. The yeah. Rams have not looked great the first two weeks. They looked this almost blew week. a 28 to 3 lead. Yeah. Almost blew that lead. And and and, and like like if what the Eagles the Giants, the Bucks, the, Giants? the Eagles. I, Possibly, I guess. But, but, but I mean, I like the Packers. This team a lot. Question mark. If, if Kyler can get his shit together, I think this team could be a be a top four team in the NFC. I'm not saying top two because I'm not doing. I'm not going to be that outlandish. But a top four team is very very doable. A team that could make a run at the NFC Championship, in my opinion. But that's if everything goes to plan. Because as we've seen in the past, they know how to shoot themselves up better than anyone else. Speaking of shooting yourself in the foot, let's talk about the Chargers Chiefs game last Thursday. Uh, great game. Another one where it was a major comeback and the Chiefs somehow found a way to do it. I was I would say it's one of the uglier performances that Andy Reid has gotten out of out of the Kansas City Chiefs since he's been there as the head coach. So 27. Cool. Yeah, they did they did 27-24. Pick six is ultimately what what ends up sealing it. Uh let's start on that play because it's interesting. 
I brought it up on talking the gridiron. So I, I've had this conversation already. The play where the pick six happened, we see they Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels did a good job of showing Everett trying to call himself out of the game. They're trying to go to up tempo. So Staley and, and Herbert ignore him. He doesn't run his route very well, doesn't even make an attempt to, to make the tackle after the interception. So there's a lot of blame. Where uh, for you, where does the blame lie the most? Who who is the most at fault for that situation? Is it Herbert for throwing it to Everett when you know you're not going to get any kind of effort out of him? Is it Everett for not putting in, putting forth any effort, and then just watching the team kind of lose as as he's running away from the sideline? Or is it Staley for not figuring out, hey, my personnel is tired and we got to get some new new guys in there? I, bl- I don't blame it on Herbert at all. I, I, as weird as that sound, I blame this on because, – because, look, when you're out there on the field, the quarterback's, quarterback's job is to, is to know where everyone needs to be, not to know if a guy's dead, right? Like, there's already so much that Herbert needs to worry about. If a guy's tired, that is not on him at all. If you're Everett and you're half-assing around – look, what, how long is the average play in football, Jimmy? You know this stat. Three six seconds. seconds. Yeah. No, not even. Four to six seconds at max. If you can't give me a half of ass effort for four to six seconds, that's on you, and that's on your coaching staff not showing you that, that you have you have the the, the wearing out to, to to play through the final whistle. Like like if I'm Brandon Staley and I see that from my tight end, I'm looking at me like, you think I'm gonna throw you the ball now? Like you think I'm gonna call a place for you now? How do I know you're not tired all the time? I mean, we just need to run more practice. That's literally the mind of a coach. You've coached, I've coached, we, we both have coached little kids. And we know when a guy's tired, his, his, his whole attitude changes. Mm-hmm. It affects him, it affects the guys around him, and that's the end all be all, basically. And when you when you have that type of play happen, where you just give zero effort on A, the tackle, and B, the route, what do you think Herbert's going to do? Herbert knows in his mind, Herbert's mind, he's reading the defense, being like, okay, this this slot's open where I can hit I can hit these guys over here. I can I can I can mismatch this this guy over here against this guy. Oh, uh, uh Everett has a good seam over here when he runs his route. If he runs it perfectly, this is gonna be six very easily. That's all he's thinking about, right? It's not even like, yes, look, look yes, you could be like, you know, he's running half ass. I'm not gonna throw him to him. Then why the hell is he even in the game? I, I, I've seen situations where a guy completely runs off. And you're like, and you you make eye contact with your backup, being like, "Hey, buddy, I need a break. Like, I need one minute." And this is the end of a game against a division rival. If if you don't have the whereabouts to know about that, then that's on the coaching and that's on the that's on the player, not the quarterback who threw the ball. It is just an interesting stat to bring up in his time in the league so far. Justin Herbert leads the NFL in pick sixes. And I bring up the stat quite often. It was them and the Bengals that spent the most time last season ahead by 20 points, down by 20 points. And they were ahead by 20 points in this game. And the Chiefs were not ready. The offense, it's being spread. The ball is being spread around more. They're finding ways to overcome. And that's probably they're, they're just trying to figure out the perfect formula now that Tyreek Hill is no longer involved in that offense. So that's why they, they're looking the way that they did. But if you're Los Angeles, you got to be pretty sick to your stomach that you let this one get away from you. Oh, you absolutely. had the lead in Arrowhead. You're going to finally – this was your chance to establish and the first ever Amazon Prime game streamed and, and all of that, that stuff. This was your chance to take the next step, and you failed and kind of failed miserably. And, and yeah. Justin Herbert – did not finish the game 
Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are, are the two most abused quarterbacks in the NFL currently. That's not even close. Yeah, That's I don't think – there's nobody well, else Slater that kind of was comes a great up. upgrade at left tackle when they drafted him last year. But, my God, no one else on that offensive line it, it can, can, can see, a, see a defensive coverage at all if his life depended on it. There's a lot that, that was going wrong on Thursday night for the Chargers, and it, it ended up costing them in the end not coming away with touchdowns when they needed to. A very to, and, key division loss. Yeah, very it'll be – they're going to have to try and split now and, and win their obligatory home game, quote, home game, oh, really road no. game. Um, Kansas City is going to go out to Los Angeles, enjoy the beach, and then try and watch the Chiefs beat you on on your own field. <clears throat> and whenever that comes up, I'm not quite sure. I don't have their their exact record pulled up in front of me. Uh, let's talk betting-wise because the Lions were favorites for the first time in 24 games, and not only did they Man, win, they, they did cover. They hammered the cover. They, 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 did, they hit it. They hit the cover, and hey, shout out to Carson Wentz because in this losing effort, you still scored me enough points in my teacher fantasy league that I won. So I Carson not only Wentz did we right win, now, in, Carson Wentz is like the third rated quarterback right now, points yeah. wise. Yeah, okay. I didn't even I picked up Mariota and I didn't even put him in. I I still have Wentz as as my starting quarterback in that league. Uh, this was big for Detroit, and it, it kind of stems off. I don't know if you saw that story. They sent the guy, he's been in the NFL for six years, never made an actual roster, and played his first game on Sunday. First time he's ever played offensive line. I think he played left tackle or, or left guard and oh, yeah, played pretty well. They won, obviously. This Lions team is sneaky good to where they're not going to beat you all the time, but you're going to you're gonna you're, know, know that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy win well, anymore. Like, like I said in, in, in the offseason when they have the draft, I was like, I love this team's draft. You drafted Hutchinson, who's going to it looks like he's going to be a stud coming off the edge for a lot of years. You have a, 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 a top a top running back in DeAndre Swift that's going to produce great numbers for you. You have some really, really talented receivers. I'm on Rossi Brown as an underrated stud. And then you throw in, you get Jameis Williams back, fully healthy. When he gets full, he is one of the fastest motherfuckers on the planet when he gets rolling. So he is going to be a great addition. You still throw, so throw in TJ Hawkinson. I mean, like I said, this team almost needs to lose, Jimmy. Almost needs to lose because if they have Bryce Young, we're looking at a juggernaut in this division that's not named Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like, like, like if this team can land a CJ Stroud, land a Bryce Young in next year's draft, I'm looking at three years from now, I'm looking at them above above the Vikings. I'm looking at them above the, the – uh, um, Fuck, oh, above the Vikings, above the, the Bears. Bears. That matter, way above the Bears. And then contending with the Packers because the Packers will always do something to make them halfway relevant. So, so if you're Detroit, like I said, it's good to get these under your belt because you win these type of games to make sure that the, the ownership knows that Dan Campbell is the right guy in place. And then you tank for that motherfucker in Alabama or that motherfucker in Ohio. Because, like I said, you're going to set yourself up perfectly. This team has so much talent. And I'm not hating on Jared Goff. Jared Goff has actually been pretty manageable this season. They almost they, they almost pulled off that comeback win in Philadelphia in week one. They very well could be 2-0 and at this point. So, good for the Lions. I feel bad. I, I'm happy for them. Like I said, there's, there's not very many people you'll find that just – Hate the Lions. You're just like, you know what? I hope they you can't up. hate the Lions. It's yeah. just mean to hate the Lions because if you hate the Lions, 
they haven't enjoyed anything in 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only franchise that I feel worse for than Bengals fans. And, and that's saying something. Uh, The Buccaneers saints game was interesting because the score ended up getting a little bit worse. Uh, I think a couple of things were proven. New Orleans does not have their quarterback and Jameis Winston, even though he, he is one tough SOB for playing with broken vertebrae in his back. I think he has four broken vertebrae. Every single year, it seems like. Yeah, and it doesn't help him because he still still doesn't understand that linebackers are there in the defense and they can intercept the ball. And not only can they intercept the ball, they can return it for touchdowns on the other end of the field. Uh, But Mike Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, this is one of the better rivalries that we've seen in the The receiver-DB game. Uh, since that Cortland Finnegan, Andre Johnson, when they had the their go to blows moment, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. They slowed down Mike Evans when he was when he, what he was saying to the referees. They were throwing him out. He's like, "It's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do?" So I I get where he's coming from, and it served its purpose. Even though I think you could probably find a different way instead of getting yourself tossed, being the only starting receiver that you were in the, that was in the game at that moment, getting yourself tossed. Not necessarily my best strategy, but they did lose their best defender on the other end, and Tom Brady was able to figure it out from there. Yeah, I mean, like you like, like you said, without Godwin, without Julio, like like like, there's a lot of weapons that that they were they were abusing the hell out of out of Scotty. Uh, what's his name? Scotty something. Scotty Miller. Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. They're abusing the hell out of Scotty Miller. That poor guy was running up and down the field. Is basically the number one option. <laughs> like like. Yeah. Well, you know this, as banged up as their receiver room is, Tampa Bay, we, we all know how good Tampa Bay can be, how good defensively they can be, how good offensively they, they can be. The one thing that killed them last year and the one thing that's going to kill them next year or this year is, is the off-the-field off the shit. It's the injuries, and it's, it's, it's the divas. It really is. Like, like I said, you're, you're, you're without your number one receiver next week, right? No Mike Evans. You don't think that they're going to just, just key on Scotty Miller and make you run the ball constantly? Absolutely. And, and you, like I said, Tom Mohawk, maybe he has Godwin back, who knows? Maybe he has Julio back, who knows? But, but man, when, he, when you don't have Mike Evans out there, it makes such a difference. Like, such a difference. And this team could, they could not stay healthy at all last year. They finally got over the hump of beating New Orleans because they went 0 and 2 against them last year. So that, at least they got that monkey off their back. But man, Tampa Bay still has a lot of question marks for as talented a team as they are. They have one of the deadliest X factors, and that delayed blitz from Devin White is nasty because he's, the dude is so fast that he can wait four seconds after the, after the snap and then still go get whoever has the ball. They played. Green Bay coming up this week, um, which will be a very telling matchup for both teams because Packers have to prove that they're legit. They did beat the Bears, but we all knew that the Bears 1-0 record was just because of the torrential downpour and playing against a guy who's played 19 games since his senior year and of high school. Be, and will be after four years of senior, senior in high school. Four years later after senior in high school. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Weird. It's not good. Not good. Um, Colts or Giants, where do you want to go? Bad, good or bad? The Giants, I just was like, what the hell? Like, cool. Giants, Panthers, you know, I'm like, these cool. It seems very oh, similar. You remember when Joe Judge started off, and, and I think he started off 2-0, and the Giants were like, we're back. We're, we're all the way back. We got it. Seems very similar to that. I will say, I, if Saquon stays healthy, I'm gonna helps. regret. I'm gonna regret not drafting him in fantasy. I still think that this team next year is gonna have to go try to trade for a quarterback. I think you have I to. Think, 
I, I, I think you could go find someone out in the market somewhere that, that is going to be basically washed to the side. That team's going to be like, yeah, I've given up on this guy. Like, like, like think about like Lamar Jackson. Just for instance, I'm, just, I'm not saying it's happening, but just for instance, he's on the open market next year. You don't think a backfield Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley is, is going to be pretty nice with, with Kadarius Tony on the outside who's got wheels? That's a very, very fast team. And it you seems have like that, Miami North now. I know, and you and you have a team, and, 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 or you have, and you have a coach that, and Brian Dable that coached the likes of the Bills in that fast-paced, up-tempo offense. You don't think he wants a a move around quarterback, Daniel Jones can't move more than 10 feet without tripping over his own shoelaces. So if you're the Giants and you can see that, why would you not? Why would you yeah. not? So so it, it, I still don't think that they're like, they have a shot in this division, if I'm being honest with you. They have but, a shot in the division, but they don't have a shot in the conference for, for sure in the playoffs. That is. That's the only reason why. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I think that Good for Dayball and all that that stuff. Indianapolis is is one I really want to talk about because <clears throat> I don't get what's going on there. One, I don't think that we have to have this conversation, but we're getting close to having having to have this conversation. Is Matt Ryan is he close to the end of his career? Is he going to be able to do this? Is he truly the best quarterback that Indianapolis has has had uh, since Andrew Luck? We said it, that he was. And he played well at the end of the game in week one, but you still you're you're not able to. Um, and the Jacksonville, I welcome to the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. you have now congratulations. It only took you 17 games, and and now you're two games into this season. Jacksonville's offense did look good. I think Doug Peterson is going to be great for them. Christian Christian Kirk. Whoever heard of Christian Kirk before Sunday when he scored two touchdowns and all of a sudden fantasy owners are like, oh, my God, why didn't I put him in my starting lineup? So, yeah, basically, I, I mean, look, like I said, I when I when I went to the Jaguars preseason game, this team has a lot of young guys. It's very, very, very raw, raw very young in, 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 in their development. And if you're the Colts team, how the hell do you not just feed Jonathan Taylor? Right, Frank Reich not not giving him the ball is still one of the biggest conundrums that I can't figure out. Nine carries? Are you kidding me? What against Jacksonville's run defense? I mean, come on. We're talking about the same defense that gives up a ninety-six yard run to Derrick Henry every season. If you if you had if you just turn around and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor every play, he'll get you three yards. And what did we say in Little League football? Three yards every play, even on fourth down, get you a first down. It's good math. We're not great at math over here, but man, that's pretty easy math. Three times do. four equals 12, and 12, 12 is the first down. 12 more than 10. Yeah, exactly. Right? Crazy how that works out. But no, like, 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 how do you not even put up a point? You, I get it. You didn't have Michael Pittman Jr. You did not, you, you, you're relying on Al Pierce, Nyan Hines, and Nyan <laughs> Hines to be your, your best options receiving wise. I get it. But it's not like you even tried to go get Julio. It's not like you're even trying to go get OBJ. I mean, you you brought in this quarterback. The quarterback doesn't do shit for you. He's not doing anything for you. He doesn't have to. Like we said, Matt Ryan is in the best situation he's ever been in. He has a top five running back on his team, and that's and top five is being nice. Top three more than likely. So and you're feeding him nine times. I mean, nine times and zero points. You can't, you're not even in field goal range, Jimmy. 
Yeah. No, they were. It was bad. It was bad. They range. You should never get shut out in the National Football League. Never. You're telling me you you can't get in to the 50 yard line at min- at the 40 yard line minimum. But like 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 say your defense gets one stop. Okay, your pump return turns returns into a 30. You can't get me 25 yards at minimum. They couldn't. They legit could not. That was as bad as the Colts have looked since that year after Peyton Manning left when they were it, taking it for Luck. As bad as they looked since week 18 last year, Jimmy. Against these Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> that, is the, that is something interesting. Jacksonville kind of owns Indianapolis. For as bad as Jacksonville has been, and obviously they've been bad, they've been drafting in the top five for what seems like the last eight years. But they do own Indianapolis. That's the one thing that they have. Really, they do. Uh, and – it's kind of strange that it's taken us this long to get to this point. Uh, probably the most impressive performance of week one and something that I think we're very familiar with. That's a left-handed quarterback coming alive in the fourth quarter, but totally looking like he forgot how to play football for the first three quarters. And Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins are 2-0. Hey, hey, Tua hey. Tugavaloa threw for 469 yards and six touchdowns. Two hey, interceptions, and, but... And, and that was that was an easy four... four, 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 four for hunch like it was it was a like it was, he, it was, he yeah. was dotting up that Ravens defense well I mean I how do you know. cover how do you cover Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill you don't, at the same time you, don't. you can't that's why that's why they brought in this mastermind that that of Mike McDaniels the Smoky Hill grad that's why they said you know what do exactly what you did with Debo and Ayuk and just do it with two people that are one guy that that is, has is better has has had a better career than Debo and another young guy that is just as fast as Ayuk if not better and, and, and I mean, this offense is just fun to watch. It's so it, fast. It, 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 is, it is poetry. <laughs> like, it is NASCAR all over again. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I am watching the Oregon Ducks of the 2010s, basically. I feel like uh, the girl, the woman from Talladega Nights, oh, I love when the cars whiz by. Because it's Jalen Waddle. It's either Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill, like, running past your safety. And then whoever's not running deep is just – slightly and like a 10 yard over and he's going to catch it and outrun everybody to the end zone. I'm I watched, I watched some of Dan Orlovsky break down that, that coaching scheme and, and what Mike McDaniels does with the, with the personnel, how he, how he puts the fullback out there with the running back. They use the fullback in Miami, like they use in San Francisco where basically the defense sees a two running back backfield and think, Oh, let's bring in our, our, our five, five, two defense or a four, three defense, a stack the box. Nope. They put the fullback on the outside, kind of how we did in high school, and say, you know what? We have dudes that can outrun you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you, you're going to see our fullback run on the field, but this dude's athletic enough where he'll line up across your corner and make you be like, what the fuck are you doing out here? And then you're gonna, by the time you realize what he's doing out there, Jill, why don't Tyreek Hill already buy you? They're already gone. <laughs> that it, catch to end the game, too. Jalen Waddle's not just fast. He has – very good hands and He's some of the better burners. body control. Yeah. He's an absolute burners. And, it's and the best celebration in the NFL. And, and oh, oh, it is right up there with Gritty. I love the yeah. Gritty. Man, that Waddle yeah. thing is hilarious. I love it. I, I can't do it. the Gritty anymore because I, I coach middle school kids and I teach middle school kids, and that's all they do. All they do. Freaking Gritty. All day. All day long. 
after every play. And, but, like, the flip side of this, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, look at the division you're in. Look what's happening the first two weeks. The Bengals don't want to beat anybody. We'll talk about that in a minute. The Steelers are playing Mitchell fucking fuck do, do we have to talk about the Bengals We, we, we will because we got to talk about my team shit show too, buddy. So, you so guys won. What the, what's I, the shit I, I show know. about it, it, was, it was just as bad, if, if not worse. <laughs> We'll get to that. Look at your division, and you're sitting at one and one, right? The, the the Bengals don't know how to beat anybody. The Browns don't are playing a backup quarterback for the first eleven weeks, and Mitchell Trubisky is the head of one of the teams. And you're at one and one, and you think that you you're just going to coast through this, this this schedule? In reality, this is a game you should have circled. Been like, this is an easy win at home in front of your own home fans, and you're up by four scores in the third and the fourth quarter too. You do not lose that game. Like I said, I I, I was blo- I may be blowing smoke about this Lamar Jackson and New York bullshit, but man, if you're Lamar Jackson and you're seeing this happen on a nightly basis where you don't have a running back that can hold his own and that can't look at a piece of grass without injuring himself and J.K. Dobbins, and then you don't have a number one receiver at all that, that maybe Rashad Bateman, but that's that, that that's your number one receiver, you're in trouble, and Mark Andrews, who everyone just keys on at this point. They, they, they keep containing Lamar Jackson, and they throw a safety and linebacker over the top of, of Mark Andrews, and that's how you defend this team. Literally how you defend this team. Because there's no one in the backfield that, 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 that gives me a lick of hope outside of Lamar Jackson's giving yards. And there, and there isn't a receiver that scares me at all. Hollywood could at least bur- burn you off the line. And mm-hmm. Lamar would just chuck it up and be like, you know, Hollywood's down there somewhere. I, there isn't there is a soul on the scene that can do that for you, and to 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 beat outscored in the fourth quarter, twenty eight to three, at home. I mean, come on now. They they looked like they had no idea what they were trying to do. Their defensive scheme made no sense. I like with all that speed that you're facing on offense, you can't blitz the middle linebacker and the safety, unless you're going to get to to a before he throws it because somebody's open. You blitz two guys. You you dropped only eight. You could you still drop eight in the coverage, but guess what? That's not enough. That's not, not not even not, close enough. Not even close to enough. Um. All right. Let's get this. Let's let's, let's rip the bandaid off. <clears throat> the Bengals screwed Bulla over. So yeah, fade hashtag fade. I Bulla. mean, not like not even like cover like lose the game outright. Oh, I Nico, mean, we never led. We never led the game at all. So that seven I, points that we had. And, and I was working this weekend, I'll, so I was just getting score updates for all the the, the first set of games because I'm on yeah. the East Coast, so the game started at freaking 1 o'clock, so it was weird. But I, I, was, so I was getting score updates, and I was like, what the hell is happening? I was like, I am not am – I, am I seeing a quarterback uh, – It was uh, the Mike White game. Controversy? Game, and funny enough, Mike White, you, you face Joe Flacco next week, who had a comeback win of his own <laughs> this last week. I, I mean – well, like I said, I, I don't mean to be a dead horse, but I might as well because I know you're a Bengals fan. Well, Collins couldn't stop couldn't stop a, a blind man if his life depended on it. To be I fair, he's him, faced the two best pass rushers in the league right now. I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt for that. But my God, like like you were you were the bodyguard and all this shit talking. And in he reality, wasn't that good. In, he wasn't that good in Dallas. 
Uh, he, he really wasn't. And the Cowboys said, you know what? We know you weren't very good. And that's why they put DeMarcus Lawrence on him every single play. And Nico, said, oh, yeah. you're going to cross us once? Let's see what happens here. And make Joe Burrow's life hell. I love Joe Shiesty. I want him to succeed. But my God, you and me might as well play left tackle and left guard for these guys. Because at this point, at least we could at least like trip them. To, to, to make it give Joe a little bit more time than they already have. I I have no words because to be honest with you, since this was going on during the Bronco game, we were, we were mainly watching the Broncos because that's what my dad and my parents wanted, preferred to watch. And that was fine with me because seeing Cooper rush, like score on the first drive and then you're down 14 to three at the end of the first quarter. I didn't really want to watch the game. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand what the scheme was that they were using to block. They were leaving Micah Parsons as the open man, as the hot read, which is which is fine, except for the fact that he runs a 4-4-40. So he's in Joe Burrow's face before he can do anything. Joe Shicey has been sacked 12 times through the last two weeks. I don't and even that, want to count yeah. how many times he's been sacked yeah. in the last four games that the Bengals have played going back to the playoffs. It's, 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 all, it's, it's abysmal. And what have I told you? We've been doing this show for two years. What have I always told you? You do not find here, here. We go. You do not find starting offensive linemen in free agency. Yeah, you're not the wrong. Clubs don't even like that. You're not wrong. You draft them and you fucking ride it out. And, and, and if we're being honest with you, the guy you drafted and Jonah Williams really ain't doing a whole lot either. So, like I said, you draft linemen. Like we said, offensive linemen and defensive linemen, you draft every single year. It doesn't matter how much depth you have. It doesn't matter who, who's, who's what where. If you if you have any questions on the offensive line, you grab depth. Uh, you Whether you grab a, a veteran, a free agent guard to back you up, or you get a, a you get a guy in the fifth round out, out of some small school and just see what happens from there. You just do that in football. And a Bengals team that built so much in this offensive line, that paid so much money into it, and just completely forgot about the defense, and Jesse Bates over there is playing without a contract. Oh, Jesse Bates doesn't deserve a contract right now. He's playing he god doesn't. awful. He doesn't. He He's doesn't, playing god awful. He doesn't, but I mean, it's like I said, I hope they, that they can figure this out. I still think that they're but how bad this division looks right now, they still have a very good shot. There's zero doubt about that in my mind, but yeah, like, it's but the future aspect of it, like if the numbers really, are not in our favor. If, if if you if you can't figure out how to protect Joe for literally more than four seconds, you are not going to be sex, successful at all. And that, and last year is going to be what yes, Bengals fans, close your ears, is going to be a fluke. Like everyone is is right now, not myself, but everyone right now is saying it is after what happened the past two weeks. It would just be different. I mean, this is – they don't even look like they're give, putting up a fight. I would say right now there's four people that are solidified to play every week. That's Burrow, that's Mixon, that's Chase, Chase. that's Higgins, and that's Boyd because those are your five. Hurst is – Hayden Hurst has been a pleasant surprise at the tight end position because we're not missing anything from C.J. Uzama, maybe a little bit from the locker room perspective. I just can't believe that we didn't even lead one time in that game. and poetic justice after all of our debacles with game winning field goals last week we have a game winning field goal put up against us by cooper rush yes back to back weeks with game winning field goals too can we get a bounce back this week honestly i don't know it's joe it's joe flacco 
Here's the thing. Garrett Wilson is a receiver for the Jets, and I think Garrett Wilson is going to exploit one of our our shitty corners because our corners are not very good. Um, Jesse Bates is going to still forget how to play football. And the only thing that saves the Bengals is that Cincinnati is in the same time zone as New York, so there's no, like, we always talk about the Broncos having a bad East Coast trip. They're in the same time zone, so it's not that big of a deal. I don't know what to tell you. It's, I it's think awful. you still turn around, but my God, you, if you're the, the your number one priority, and it should be the only priority you have right now, is keeping Joe Burrow on the field and upright. That is uh, number yes. one, number two. I don't know how you figure it out. I don't know what kind of line scheme. I don't care if you have to go sign a tight end off of the fucking free agency that is a blocking only tight end. You do it. Just for the sole matter of, yeah, maybe there's not as many people in the passing pattern. Look, this ain't the fucking Dolphins where, 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 where they're at least getting a little bit more time for Tua. Burrow has zero time right now. Zero time. Like, I don't care if it's only two people or three people in the pattern. It, if it gives Burrow a little more time, then you have to do it. Ask me my take on the Bengals season so far. Bad water. Absolute bad water. No, I just just – well, what is your take on the Nathan McKinnon signed an eight-year extension? That's my take on Bengals football yeah, right, right now. That's <laughs> all I'm worried about. about. Be talking about hockey this quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did. well, after it, last week, I kind of yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we might as well switch up because we, we briefly talk about this. Him uh, doing uh, Joe Sackett doing an interview this morning out to sports radio, and literally 30 minutes later, the news gets broken, and he didn't say a thing about it. He's like, you know, these contracts take time. 30 minutes of time, and then here we are. What's <laughs> the AAV? Work. I didn't even see. I know it's eight years. 12.6. Which McDavid got 12.5. So as far yeah. as I'm concerned, that's a great deal for eight years. <laughs> I will take that for eight Yikes. years. Definitely. All right. Uh, Broncos, they they did get their <sighs> a win. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my God. What the hell am I watching? <laughs> 16 penalties. Um, Holy <laughs> And and one one of them was a delay a game penalty because you took too long deciding whether or not you wanted to go for it or kick a field goal and he, and then you, he, he knocked you yourself out of field goal range. I, I oh man, Sean Payton is going to be a hell of a coach for us next year. <laughs> Do I oh, want to go that, You already think that Hackett's on uh, out already? You're like, if, yeah, if, it's good. It's a. If if he doesn't fix it right away, they're not going to give him time. I'm sorry, they're not. That's going to be. Condoleezza Rice looked pissed. Going through her phone when they showed her on the TV. I know you were there in person, but I saw. No, on the TV. I wasn't there in person. I was in Carolina. Oh. Oh, I, was right, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out for work, so I didn't even watch the second of this game. But I was getting updates of every single drive that happened. I'm like, oh, we're in the red zone again. Oh, we went for it again. Oh, we missed it again. Oh, well, we we uh, penalty, uh, the penalty, 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 penalty. I I mean, look at some. Oh, I, look, I, I, I was ever- the I was the biggest. I, I will say it. I was the biggest. Let's get hacking in here. He's the number one option. I'm not lying to you. I was like, you know what? He needs to be the guy here because I thought Aaron Rodgers was coming here. But 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 let's be honest with you. He has no he, he has never called offensive plays in the NFL before. Never. And, and Jacksonville, it, it wasn't him. And Green Bay, it wasn't him. I mean, everywhere he's been, he has not been the guy who's been on the headset calling the plays in the quarterback. I don't care. If you, if you just decide to kick the field goal there and not go for it, you make the decision. It doesn't have to be the right decision, but you make the decision where you don't fuck yourself. 
That's that's the thing here. I look, look, I would have been mad if you would have went out and kicked the field goal instead of going forward on fourth and one. Yes. But you know what? I'm a lot more mad that you couldn't make a decision and that we, we had to punt the ball. Luckily, your defense has some dogs on it. Uh, honestly, here's here's my conversation. I don't know if they're as good as, as we think they are. They've played some pretty bad offenses so far. Oh, yes, very bad. Very bad. Don't get me wrong. And they've looked bad at parts of those games, too. And, 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 but but in reality, if this if this team can just, just fucking figure it out offensively, I don't understand how a running back who is averaging the most yards per carry in the, foot, in the NFL right now is still splitting carries. He, Javante Williams is averaging eight and a half yards around there every single time he touches the ball. And you know what? Let's split carry still. The only I don't know if it's number one, but he's at least top three. I I I, I can't call myself on that, but I know it's top three. And, and you like the only reason Melvin Gordon should be in because if Javante needs needs a breather, and if, and, and if Melvin wants to be in the pass again. Because as far as I'm concerned, there isn't a, been a soul that can get this man down one on one tackling, and two years of in a year and two games of football, but it is not they are not able to do that, and like I said, Hackett just you just have to you just have to you just have to make decisions. I am all for that happy go lucky fun guy. Everything is point, awesome. You got, you got, you gotta figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you have. This is the National Football League. This ain't no. Yes, Sierra. Can I get your autograph after the football game? No. You're not a coordinator anymore. You're not the quarterbacks coach. You're not the the offensive assistant coordinator. You're not the offensive coordinator. You're the guy that answers to the media, and to the football team. So as far as I'm concerned, you need to figure the hell out what the hell you're doing. Because, like I said, I cannot watch that offense for, 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 for however long it is. And it's funny. It's funny. This team is, is top three in yards gained in the first two weeks of the season. Yards gained, Jimmy. And we put up 17 – or we put up – what was it, 15 points and 16 points, or, or 19 points, whatever it was, whatever the fuck it was. Like, under 20 points each game. And we're leading the league, we're one of the top three teams, and yards, our yards gained. I'm like, come on now. All that means is showing to me is that you have talent. It and you give up 15 a penalties a game. It is not talent question at all. It is a mm. mindset and it is it is a, a discipline of, of, of doing the right things and doing what it takes to win a football game. Because you play like that against the Chiefs, you play like that against the Chargers, you play like that against the Raiders, you're going to be 0-6 in your division and staring down a top 10, not even a top 10 pick. The Seahawks will own your top 10 pick next year. So, so you better figure it out, Hackett, or else you're going to be one way out the door and out to pound town, and, and, and they'll go try to go get Sean Payton or they'll try, try to swing on some big name and try to keep this window open, which obviously I would not love but, but because I want to see Hackett strive and them to be us to be better this year. But, man, there are some serious questions that need to be answered because, like I said, the happy-go-lucky things are fun during the offseason. I don't want to hear it during the season. I don't. Uh, let's wrap up for last week's conversation with the two Monday night games, Bills 41 to seven win Josh Allen, four touchdowns, 317 yards, three of them to Stefan Diggs. Um, and the Eagles take care of business 24 to seven over the Vikings and Kirk Cousins still doesn't know how to play on Monday night football, but 
interesting that both games were blowouts. Do you think that does this shake your confidence in Tennessee? Because Tennessee was thought of as a team. I mean, obviously last year they were the number one seed. They probably still have a chance to win their division because their division oh, isn't great. Yeah. So is this just is Buffalo, is, is Buffalo that much better than the Bills and than the Titans and the Rams? The, the way I see it is there's only one team in the Bills' way right now. That's the team with the red helmets on it, with, with those bright red, ugly-ass helmets. It is the team with those bright-ass, ugly-ass red helmets. That's the only team right now I can see beating this team in the playoffs. I don't think there's a team that can sniff the jock of this offense. I really don't. I am seeing some things from offensively that I'm like, man, how the hell do they figure it out? When they they haven't punted and th- they haven't punted in two or three games, Jimmy. They mm-hmm. punted for the first time with Sam Martin, former Denver Bronco punter, and and the one time they punted, that ball bounced off that motherfucker's chest, and they got the ball in the twenty, and they punched it in within two seconds later. I kid you not when I say, I. I, there's a reason why I'm so high on the Bills. I said it in the pre- before we started the season. I said it before week one. I said it after week one. And here I am saying it week two. There isn't a team that can sniff the jock of this team when it's fully going. Because when this team is a well-oiled machine, this defense is as nasty as that defense has been in many years. Very nasty. Vaughn, Gray Russo, Joe Davis White, and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde over the top. I'm not saying this is this is the this is the 2016 Broncos defense, but man, is this defense scary? And, 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 and look, Derrick Henry was was the one thing. How you stop Derrick Henry is you don't let his, his his feet go. You stop his feet from moving, and that's exactly what they did defensively with Matt Milano over the middle. I like I said, I only see one team stop getting in the same way. I really do, and, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs because that's how I am on this team. And look, Titans. Ryan Tannehill will not be a starting quarterback for the Titans next year. I'll say it right now. It'll be Malik Willis. And, and, and you can quote me on this. You can quote me. You can write it down to where the hell you want with me with this. Malik Willis will be a starting quarterback for the Titans next year and because Tannehill won't be able to get the job done constantly. Because right now, without A.J. Brown, you are seeing what A.J. Brown can do in, in, on the football field. Why? Why You'll see why. You can see why we were so big on him last year, being like, if if the Titans are going to have success this year, A.J. Brown has to be on the field. Because when you have him on the field, the playmaking ability and the, and the, the weight he can carry to, to take the burden off of others is so, so massive. And right now, Tennessee, luckily, your rest of your division is absolute dog water too. Um, but like I said, this is a team that's going to be a four seed possibly win their division four seed. I still think they win the division because of how bad it is, but they'll mm-hmm. be a four seed. And then you'll have to play the Chargers probably in round one or the Dolphins in the first round or you name it. And, and you don't want to do that. And you know, I'm going to shade them 100%. 100%. I, I think that it's fair. And, and to AJ Brown is, is looking like a playmaker for Philadelphia and the Eagles, if they weren't so bad at drafting receivers, now they have proof that they could have been a lot better in the last couple of years, especially yeah, even with, with Jalen Hurts. And him? Oh my God. Yeah, they could have Justin Jefferson and, and AJ Brown. That is, that is true. Let's uh, transition to our pick them for week three before we get into it. Presented by In the Clutch Sports. If you go to InTheClutchSports.com, you get 10% off your whole order. And you use code Variety Sports, Variety Sports, all one word, all caps, and you can get 10% off your entire order. InTheClutchSports.com. 
proud partner of the Variety Sports Network and this podcast, Far Into the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Um, all right, so the games we're picking, we have to decide the, the Broncos get another primetime game uh, already. So How fun, how fun. Yeah. I'll be at that game, but how fun, right? But, Make uh, sure that you get that uh, countdown clock. Make sure you get that countdown clock going I will, for them. I will. Yeah. Sunday night football is the Bronco game, so you have to pick two uh, different out there games to uh, to make sure that we still have six. So the Steelers Browns Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Kirk Herbstreit, Al Michaels going to be on the call. I'm going to try and win the pick 'em, and keeping that in mind, Cleveland favorite at four and a half. The over under is 38. It's expected to be ugly. I'm relying on. Cleveland because they have the better talent. I think they have the more established running game. I think they'll be able to get a lead, and their defense will be able to stop the offense of Pittsburgh. So I'm picking Cleveland in in our pick'em as much as it pains me to say because of everything that they went through in the offseason. But I do think that's the smart pick, and I'd be hard-pressed to to think that the Steelers are going to beat Cleveland at home this year. I'm going to go Steelers here. As weird as that sounds, this this seems like a game where it's a little brother game. I, I I do think the I Steelers thought we got over the little brother thing. I thought we did Pittsburgh too, I, but you know what? I'll still keep bringing it back until, right, until the Steelers right. don't have a winning season, Jimmy. The Steelers, the Steelers always have winning seasons. That's exactly. Just, until they don't it's have death, winning taxes, and the Steelers having an eight and eight and eight record or or a nine and eight record now. So so I'm going with Steelers here because it's a game that, that Mike Tomlin will outcoach Mike or or what Savansky. He will outcoach him, in my opinion. Look, the Steelers are hurting. They don't have uh, the likes of TJ Watt back, but Mickey Fitzpatrick is still a dog. And these DBs for the Steelers, I think, can eat Jacoby Brissett alive. I'm not saying that the Browns can't do that either, because Miles Garrett may absolutely take uh, Tr- Trubisky's head off. So, so, so pray for him on that matter. I don't pray for the Steelers. I, I, I know. I, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't pray for the Steelers. I, I know at all. you don't pray for either of those teams, but yeah, I am going with the Steelers here for this whole matter of. I think that on, in reality, I think they're a better ball club at the current time being. Just because of the, what Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, although Trubisky is not that much of an upgrade, I still think he's a little bit better. And, and I think that the Steelers can have a little bit more weapons. Obviously not great running backs, not like Nick Chubb, but Najee Harris is no slouch. And I still think the likes of Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens is still a pretty pretty decent trio. And, the, and then Muth over the middle isn't bad either. So I still think that the, I'm going to go to Steelers and not on this one. All right, we're we're split on that one. The next game that we'll pick, uh, it's a game of two 0-2 teams trying to get back into their divisional races, and that's the Tennessee Titans going to or excuse me, I think it's it's Las Vegas. Las Vegas going to Tennessee. So they're playing in Tennessee, and Las Vegas is favored by two points. Shout out to Taylor Luan. Hopefully, hopefully he gets better soon. But he did go down with an injury on the first play of the game last night. That coupled with the fact that I think the Raiders are going to be refocused after a bad loss and giving up the comeback to Kyler Murray. The pass rush needs to be there. I think it will with uh, Williams and Chandler Jones and all those guys. And I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. So for those reasons, I'm picking the Raiders to beat Tennessee. And I'm, I, I think that they have the best, the better team, and they're going to be more focused and ready to win this game. I think Tennessee has a little bit too many distractions. Dang, Jimmy, this is going to be a week where you can, you can either I'll run away with this or you'll take me out, uh, or you can take me out. I'm going to go Tennessee here. I, I, I Look, what is the one weakness on this Raiders defense? 
It, it's it's the fucking a secondary. mobile quarterback. Well, that and, and the inability to stop the run. Chandler Jones and, and, and um, Max Crosby can rush the hell out of the quarterback. But 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 do you know what the Tennessee Titans are going to do? They're like, you know what? These linebackers ain't shit. They really ain't shit. Their middle linebacker core is not good at all. And they're just going to run it. They're going to run Derrick Henry into the damn dirt. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I think this is a game Titans can get back on track for. And I still think Josh McDaniels is still reeling. Like, like I said, one thing, one thing, the stories out of McDaniels when he was a coach here in Denver was that he, he lingered too much on losses and too much on the mistakes and not trying to turn the page. If you lose that, like that in overtime, one thing you have to do is you you ripping your guys on Monday night and and Tuesday morning. But after Tuesday, once that first practice hits Tuesday, you're on to the next week. Josh McDaniels has not been was not known to do that here in Denver. So for that matter, I'm going Tennessee, and I think and I think that this this Raiders team can fall deeper into the hole. We're split on that one as well. Next game that we have up for the pick'em, Bills going to Miami uh, for their first divisional. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting that right. Game. I can't yeah, I, it's that and the Bengals game are going to be the two two that I have on during the early window. Um, thankfully, I have the Sunday ticket, so I'll be able to watch both. But Buffalo going to Miami, the uh, John McDermott versus Mike McDaniel. <clears throat> Where are you leaning on this one? I'm going to let you. Pick I, ha- first I have one. to go Buffalo. I have to go Buffalo, but let's see where the line's at because I, I may take the Miami spread. Um, uh, let's see. I'm seeing it at five and a half. Buffalo five, and, five and, a half. and a half. I may take that. Are you going but over 53 and a half? Oh, absolutely, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, Every I day of the week. Uh, I, I expected. It's, I it's not, it's not, that's not even a question. It, what, it, if, it, what if Buffalo covers that by themselves? They very well may could every single week, Jimmy. They very well could. They've been close and, two times. And already. Miami could do that too. I'm not mm. saying that. Not on Buffalo. Not, I don't not, think. Not, my... not against Buffalo, but but in general, in general, weekly against the bad teams, Miami can do that too. So so like I said, Daniel's gonna. It's, it's gonna be a fun, fun game. I'm gonna ride Buffalo because I'm not an idiot and I like winning these things because because I'm competitive and so are you. But but man, I am gonna keep an eye on this Miami team because like I said, I. They are, they are, they are. They're gonna be scary, in my opinion, with McDaniel's and what he like. If they can figure it out defensively. They, they, they may may have the tools to get to be a good wild card team that gives somebody a run for the money in the first round. Miami's defense can't stop Josh Allen. They can't stop Stephon Diggs. Miami's offensive line won't be able to block any of the pass rushers that the Buffalo Bills have on this defensive line. Buffalo's not gonna have to blitz again. They're going to be able to hang back, cover the top of this speedy offense, and they're going to get home with their pass rush just with their defensive line. So with all of those reasons, Buffalo's my pick as well. I'm going – we're both on the bills for that I, one. I would expect that. I would expect that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next game, Cincinnati going to East Rutherford, taking on the New York Jets. Going back to the scene of the crime where the yeah, Mike, Mike White game – Happen. And Joe Flacco. Instead of yeah. Mike White, you get to see good old Joe Flacco. Now I get to see Joe Flacco. I'm going to ride with my boys, obviously. I'm riding with my boys. I'm not happy about it. I'm not excited. I think that it's going to be a closer game than it should be. Uh, looking at the spread, it's Cincy by four and a half. I think that's probably a little bit generous because they're going on the road. I wouldn't give them the full three. I'd probably put it at two or one. 
but hey, I don't I don't set these odds. <clears throat> I'm not ner- I'm nervous. I'm not feeling good about this. I, I, this I would I would be nervous too. I'm not an idiot. I am gonna go Bengals here too, because because I'm not because I like I said I like winning these things, and the, the Jets screwed me last year, but you know I'm still gonna ride the Bengals because I think they're such a better team. And the all gas, no breaks in New York. <laughs> Obviously, maybe there's a quarterback controversy. Maybe Joe Flacco is the guy still, <laughs> right? Like, like, like if you if you like, and, and and theoretically, theoretically, if Joe Flacco gets this team to a 500 record by by the time Zach Wilson could play, I, I mean, do do you keep Flacco out there because he's playing well, or do you throw Zach Wilson to the dogs? Because 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 Joe Flacco with Garrett Wilson and, and Elijah Moore out there, I mean that's I'm not saying that's deadly. I'm saying that those are good weapons, some better weapons than he had in Baltimore. I'll say in that in general, much better weapons than he had in Baltimore. So I that's not going to be a walk in the park, but it's Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco had his nice little fun game last week. He's not happening this week. The Bengals. That's I, I. I expect the Bengals to come out and get make a statement. I, I think. I think this is a game where where they know what happened last year. It was the one thorn in their side last season, and then after that, they basically kicked it into a different gear. And I think they can pull it all put it all together. And they'll beat New, Jer- New York. I'm not saying saying it confidently, but we are both on the Bengals for that one. Then that goes to your team's game, Sunday Night Football, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan returning to his hometown and taking on the Broncos at and power field at Mile High. Uh, San San Francisco is going back to Jimmy G after Trey Lance had to have season-ending ankle surgery and uh, not the worst guy in the world. Yeah, not the worst kind of – Downgrade, huh? Talk, talk about losing your. There's there's so many teams across the league. Majority of the teams across the league, you lose your quarterback, your season's done. These guys, your quarterback is done for the season, and your team got better. <laughs> Funny how that works out, huh? I it's mean, crazy what what happens when you have depth on your roster and in your GM. Uh, the, they now school. look, yeah, they now look like the smartest front office in the world because. They got Jimmy G to take a ten million discount. What? They didn't have to trade him yet. They they were close. They were probably going to if if Trey Lance figured some figure stuff out, but he didn't look good. And and now you have the situation where San Francisco is is in that odd place. Uh, and I'm I'm going to say right now, I'm picking San Francisco. I pick San Francisco to win this game. I think I with everything that we've seen from the Broncos, and I know that That's here's the thing. Good. At least Kyle Shanahan's been established on the sidelines, and I can have faith that the 49ers are going to break the huddle with enough time to actually get up to the line and run a play. Yeah. You know, you know that's, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I'll ride with my team though. I'll, 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 I'll lay on the, there's going to be a huge swing one way or the other. This yeah, week. I know it is. I, I'm going to lay on the sword this week. I, I don't love it, but I'm going to lay on the sword sword this week. I, I don't like it. I really don't. I really don't like it. But I'd like to think a Sunday night football game where, with a packed stadium, the Broncos Broncos can get their shit together. That's what I'd like to think. And, How many and, and, touchdowns and, did you expect Russell Wilson to have through the first two weeks of the I season? I know he's only had two. He only has it, two. I know he only has two. I was expecting at least four or five, if I'm being honest with you. That would have been nice. Yeah. Um so It'd be nice I, if you could throw one to Cortland Sutton for fantasy team. Just yeah, that would be nice. There. I'm gonna roll with my boys. I hate doing it, but I'm going to. But man, I don't don't love it. I don't love it at all. I'm worried because, like I said, San Francisco is one of those teams where 
I just love watching them play football. I just do. I, if there was a team that I wish I could just replicate and, and put them on the Broncos, but wearing Broncos uniforms would be the San Francisco 49ers. The way they use Juszczyk and Kittle so marvelously, the way they use Debo, the way they, their defense just plays good, smash mouth football. I mean, that's everything I could want in a football team, basically. I, I, and it's going to pain me, but yeah, no, I want the Broncos to win, absolutely, and I'm going to pick them, whether 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 I take a big fall this week or not, I'm taking picking the Broncos. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys going to MetLife. They have two games in East Rutherford this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Cowboys taking on the Giants. We could probably start recording our episode next Monday, like, third Burn quarter. Day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have to make sure. I'll just have it on in the background while, while we're recording on Zoom. But the Giants, Cowboys, I'm picking the team that's got the hotter hand. They have their, quote, starting quarterback, whether you think he's a starting quarterback or not. And uh, I think Saquon Saquon wins the battle of running backs between Pollard and Zeke. Saquon is more talented and, and more productive than both Watch of those that. guys. So Watch I'm that. going with Dable. I'm going with the G-men. And uh, I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants, too. If, 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 the, if Dak Prescott was playing, I would probably ride the Cowboys here. But with Cooper Rush, I don't think Lightning can strike twice. <laughs> I, 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 maybe it does, but I am not confident in them do, doing what they did last week again, all over again. I'm not at all. For that reason, I'm riding the Giants and Saquon because Saquon's like, are you kidding me? This, I don't think – if you talk about a, a, um, a middle linebacker core that is old as dirt, the Cowboys' middle linebacker core, I don't know if they can be able to tackle Saquon Barkley one-on-one with how powerful he is. So we'll see about that. It's funny. That's only funny because Lane Van Der Esch is like in his fourth year of the season. It's not. He's not even an old guy. He feels like he's old. Oh no, he, well, he does. Lee, yeah. yeah, Sean Lee's the old one that that you're thinking of. That's always hurt. He might not even be available for the game. Uh, does <laughs> does Bulla have a pick? For, has have a lock for us to fade? Does Bula, he know that we're Bula, fading him? Bulla Bulla knows we're fading him. Uh, um, he, he had a couple lines he was thinking about. He, he was thinking about he was thinking about Ryan the Eagles again. He was thinking about it. But with, with the commanders getting six and a half, it's a good spread. It's a very, very good spread. But you know what the bull is doing? Bula, hold on, let me get Bula. He's, he's, he's falling and he can't get up. For those of you that get that joke, don't get that joke. Watch the TV. But Bula, I have some more props this week. It's crazy, right? I have props. When you go on trips and you find little knickknacks, you get props. Bula will be riding with the Los Angeles Chargers at minus seven. And minus seven against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He doesn't love it, but he thinks that Justin Herbert's going to come out pissed off. He does. The Bula, the Bula told me this week that, you know, he's done picking some scrub teams. He he called the Bengals scrub, not me. I didn't quote that. He did. You can, you can, you can bring it up to him. They, they crossed him one too many times, Jimmy. He, he was he was a rider dad with Joe Shicey, but he got crossed. I'm going to put your ass on the countertop, Bula. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's been crossed way too many times. So he's going to go with one of the safer picks this week with the Los Angeles Chargers playing Jacksonville at home with the seventh spread. He thinks that they come out with an absolute wagon and, and, and just come over and see one. And Eckler will put up. Well, how many points is that? 30 points. He's going to put up 30 points and we're going to fantasy football too. 
I think you're setting yourself up for another backdoor cover situation here, Bullock. I know, I probably lie. am. Well, he probably is, but you know what? Bula just does what the bull does. We'll have that put out. You'll be able to see that on the YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, all that stuff. Uh, bull is locked. Los Angeles Chargers minus seven, hosting Jacksonville this weekend. And that brings us to our last segment for this week, and it is brought to you by the Variety Sports Network merch store. We do have shirts returned to the jungle, and our ride or die shirts are available right now at www.bonfire.com slash variety sports network, and you can get all of the Variety Sports Network merchandise. We're going to start bench cut, and we're going to fold that in with fantasy football. You've played two weeks. You obviously – how many leagues are you currently in? Four. I'm in four. Four. So yeah. – uh, and what was the, what was the week? What did the week was, look like for it you? Was, it was one and three. One and three. So we Benchmel was the only one. No, no, the, no. The, that, if we count that, I'm two and three because the one the one league I won it was a uh, um, was my survivor league, which basically means I didn't have the lowest amount of points. So oh, I yeah. didn't I didn't lose that week. So that's good, right? It doesn't matter what the score of the game was. I didn't lose. Yeah, so, yeah. Technically two and three in the five leagues, including our including our league. Bench mob got back on track. We did get our first win in the King of the Bench Fantasy League, 116 to 116 to 104. Um, and now my start my topic for start bench cut is so fantasy performers so far. Who is your bet your cut? Who's the biggest bust that you were expecting big things from? Your bench, who's the guy that you you're not getting total crap value out of them, but you're expecting a little bit more. And then who is your your gem that you've found right or you've seen around your leagues that you've come across that you're playing and then we'll go ahead and, and we'll set the lineup for this week uh All in right. our matchup. My 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 start my gem this week, man, it's 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 an easy one. It's Drake London in Atlanta. Drake London has been putting up some great performances. Kyle Pitts, who? Because right now, Marcus Mariota's number one option right now is Drake London, the, the mm-hmm. top 10 receiver out that, that Atlanta picked in last year's draft. He is putting up some really, really good performances week in, week out. This guy looks like I'm not saying he's Jake Jettas, and I'm not saying he's Jamar Chase, but he looks like the best, one of the best receivers out of this class, and it's a very good receivers class. So he has looked really good. That's my that's my gem so far. If you if you have if you have Drake London as your flex right now, you're you're if you're not two and zero, you're at minimum one and one. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. The guy that that, that I'm expecting more out of that I'm benching, um, man, who's who 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 can I who can I go here? There's, there's a couple options. Uh, if, if I'm, if I'm expecting people, I'm expecting more from. I'm gonna go Najee Harris here. Najee mm-hmm. Harris has has had 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 off up and down two weeks. Yes, he's been injured, but man, and, and with the Steelers' offense that is as bad as it is a quarterback, I was expecting a lot more from him. I think he'll pick it up. I think he'll absolutely pick it up because I think the Steelers will realize that they need to start relying on the, their, their workhorse. At number twenty-two, and that he needs to be the guy uh, um, running, running back, and, and getting back into the fold of things, um, and, and get get things right on track if if they're gonna have any success. And then my dud, my cut, my dud, my cut. Oof, oof, man. Who we have that? one. I'll tell you, our, the Indianapolis defense. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting a lot out of them, and especially with the first we got game. zero points. Zero, especially with the first two games they played, I, I was expecting a lot more. They're uh, projected uh, for two points this week. 
I'll I'll go on a hot seat a little bit here, a little bit. I I, I was expecting a little bit more from Mark Andrews. Mark Mm -hmm. Andrews has been very, very quiet. Look, look, he's been pretty good, but but not number one tight end. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you have to be pushing him a lot more. Mark Andrews has been not used as much. I'm expecting him to come back, but I'm like, man, you were you were drafted as the number one tight end in fantasy football this year, and on ESPN and Yahoo, number one tight end over Kelsey, over Kittle, over Waller, over all of them, and you have not been producing like you have been. Like you should have been the number one tight end. So that's that's my that's my cut guy right now, and and, and I'm not saying cut him like. You need to release him. He obviously will pick it up eventually. But but if you you reached on him in the second or third round, you're not loving life right now. No, it's it's not a good situation. Um, that brings us to let's set our lineup for the matchup that we have coming up this week. We are playing Team Kittle and Bits. Uh, Kittle and Bits, not a bad name. Uh, points for creativity. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I think we stick with we're sticking yeah, with him ride, at quarterback. He's the only quarterback that we have now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's playing Kansas City. We don't really have a running back that we can yeah, put we in that to, slot. Yeah, Eckler, Jacksonville, uh, Cortland Sutton. That's that's going to be interesting because he has Jamar Chase. So, yeah. I think the running backs can help us out a lot more. The running backs are going to need to help us out, and we're probably – he does have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is his tight end, uh, and then Miles Sanders and, and, is his flex. What, what is Baltimore's game this week? Who, who, who are they playing? At They're New playing. England. That's 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 a little bit more favorable matchup, but I, I yeah, I, I'm right. I I do like our team. I would who are, who are receivers this week? Uh, the one we have: Corlin Sutton, Devontae Smith, and then the flex is Tyler Boyd. Keenan Allen looks like he's going to be back. He has projections next to him again, and he's on our bench because he was out last week. I would so. almost I would almost put him in for for uh, Devontae Smith because right Smith. now Devontae Smith has been another dud this dud thing. Football this year, he he didn't get one reception in week one and week two. He was very very quiet. I would almost put Keenan Allen in over him. Yes, it's it's kind of killing two birds with one stone having Keenan Allen and Eckler in the lineup, but you have to do that sometimes. But yeah, I would put him in over over Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith does not produce very very well, and Jalen Hurts is falling in love with 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 AJ Brown right now. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely falling in love with him. So so I I I have to I have to fade that way because of because of the trends of those two type of players. And Mike Williams, yes, he's a good receiver, but Keenan Allen will always get those good PPR points for you. Yep, I think that's we're on the same page. Brian Muth, our tight end, flex is Tyler Boyd. We only have the Colts defense. I'm kind of looking for the on the waiver wires for another pickup there. By the Eagles, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't, I don't it's know. It's a lot of Eagles players, but I would look. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Houston is the top available defense currently, so maybe I might have to pull some more psychology. Oh, yeah, Houston was because they have a favorable matchup against the Bears. That's the only they reason do. why. That's that's the only reason why. It's not because they're they're higher ranked. So should I be should I be interested? No, you should not be interested in Texas defense. It's like it's like selling ourselves to the devil for really starting the Texas defense with, with, with and it's not JJ Watt defense of, of no. 20, I get I get that, but the Indianapolis defense gave us zero points last week, and they played a full game. 
I will look otherwise and try to find another team with a favorable matchup that's not named the Texans, if I were you. Because it's not like because the Colts play the Chiefs, yeah. Let's 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 try to We're find projected two off points. The yeah, the, yeah, let's, the let's defense find a, is let's find a, two points. Let's find a team off the waiver wire. For, what if we pick up? We can pick up Kansas City. Oh, going hurts. up against. Well, that hurts. Well, but then Jonathan we. Taylor. Yeah, never mind. So, never so mind. Don't I, do I don't know. Look, look at look at the look at look at teams like the Eagles. Look at maybe the. Maybe the Bengals, just because they're facing the Jets. Not available. Maybe. Chargers, no. I bet they're nope. gone. Oof, I don't know. The only ones available in free agency, Texans, Panthers, Giants, Bears, Seahawks, Falcons, Chiefs, Jets, Raiders, Cardinals, Vikings, Titans, Lions, Jaguars. So basically half the league. I, well, because uh, it's a 14-team league, yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. Maybe Baltimore. Uh, I, I don't. I obviously. I cannot remember every single one you said. Atlanta, uh, maybe. I, Atlanta plays Seattle. Maybe, maybe because the because they're playing Seattle. That's. But then you're running yourself into a wall because okay, am I really going to start Atlanta every single week? No, you're going to want to start the no, Colts every no. single week. But maybe until yeah. they get back on track, then you do that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. But I we're we're putting we put in Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's going to be our wide receiver. And uh, everyone else is going to stay the same. So that's our fantasy football talk. That's also start bench cut. So I think uh, uh, before we cut out, I want to do an honorable mention because we, right. we may bring this back. We may not. We, 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 we've been, we, we're recording late nights. So, so we may bring these back in upcoming weeks. My play of the week. I don't know if you saw app state with that Hail Mary. Oh my yeah. God. What an absolute beauty of a, of, of a catch that was. That was, that was an absolute legend. Only in college football can you go from upsetting a SEC school on the road to having to throw hail mary against Troy of all when, schools. Yeah, right. It's it's crazy. And and then my team of the week, we may bring that back back that back too. My team of the week was the Water Dogs. Shout out the dogs. I yep. did. I did say that the Water Dogs were a team to watch about a month and a half ago. So if you go, I'm back, just celebrating championships. Call me Stan Kroenke now. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying is is I I'm I'm, I'm a little showboating, but I'm not telling you I didn't call it. It's all saying I kind of called it. Not a big deal, but how did they play a team that only had four wins in the championship? How because, did that make sense? Because the playoffs is a single game elimination. It's basically like March Madness, and anybody can be anybody. <laughs> and the chaos have the number one goalie and in, in, in basically the cross right now. And when he's hot, it's it doesn't matter what else is going on. I uh, I obviously I enjoy listening to part of my take, and they're the owners of the Water Dogs, so I'm a de facto Water Dogs fan, and I dog, I enjoyed yeah. them. I, I enjoyed them winning that championship. Um, no, this was a bit, this was a good one. Football packed episode. We got the pick them in. We talked a little college football as those as those games get picked up and conference play starts going again. We'll definitely uh, talk about that a little bit more. Check out Talking the Gridiron live Tuesdays and Sundays on the Variety Sports Network. Follow Variety Sports at Variety underscore Sports underscore. Follow them wherever you're listening to podcasts. All of the shows get automatically downloaded to your phone. Be sure to follow. Uh, us at FEOTV pod. And I also have a college football show on Friday's top of the mountain that I do with Rev Coca. So there's a lot of content coming your way. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, all of that good stuff. Tell a friend to listen to us, check us out. We appreciate everybody checking out the show so far. And uh, we hope that you're, you're having as much fun listening as we are uh, putting this stuff together. But Nick, I think we're ready to send everybody off, can, finish can up the week and get ready can for football. football. Get better for us, Jimmy. 
Like, 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 I, I'm going to say it again. You won, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Oh, I know. But it, wasn't a, it wasn't as good as the win. It wasn't a good enough win. As Jimmy much as doesn't I, have a win to celebrate, but it wasn't as, good enough. As bad as that sounds, Jimmy, I expect better. Uh, that's the only, the only thing I'll have to say to that. All right. Uh, well, for that, this has been episode 109 of the Far End of the Bench. For myself, Jimmy Plato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you all next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.